Let's turn in the Psalms to Psalm 98. Psalm 98. Part of a beautiful part of the Psalter. Special part of the Psalter. Dealing with singing and specifically singing a new song. You will find that the psalm is divided into three parts. I think you'll be able to see them. Uh, the way you'll, you'll look at them, you'll see that there are nine verses. You can divide that by three. The first part is verses one through three. The second part is verses four through six. third part is verses seven through nine. Let's stand as I read Psalm 98. I'll be using the New American Standard Bible version. Hear God's word. This is, this is the written word of God. Holy and, and infallible, inspired, inerrant word of God. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, the shofar. Shout joyfully before the King, the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Heavenly Father, open our hearts, open our minds, change us by the power of the Spirit using the Word, as you've promised. May you be glorified in our midst. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, was May the 8th, May the 7th and May the 8th, 1945. And so, People in London, they celebrated around the world, but specifically in London, people went to Whitehall to hear Churchill speak before the Houses of Parliament, in Piccadilly Circus in Trafalgar Square, before Buckingham Palace to see Churchill and Edward VI and Queen Elizabeth, still queen today. Conga lines in the streets, they were celebrating May 7th, peace with the Allied forces, and May 8th, peace with Russia. Churchill announced victory over the radio at 3 p.m. on Thursday, May the 8th, 1945. He spoke at Whitehall, and then he stood at the palace with, the, with George VI and with the Queen. Seventy-six years ago, she's still the Queen of of England. D-Day was June 1944. My daddy was captured on December the 13th, 1944. He was liberated on April the 13th, 1945. April 
the 13th. And VE Day was May the 8th, 1945. Uh, Mama and our family, and this, was, this was six years before I was born, but our family rejoiced over VE Day. Victory. And Churchill said, we may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoicing because VJ Day was August 14th, you might say, or September the 2nd, 1945. Psalm 98, which speaks of salvation and speaks of victory and speaks of singing a new song and rejoicing and singing praise. It's like a sweep of the whole history of redemption. It's a Holy Spirit-guided reconnaissance. A recon flight from the past into the future. A A reconnaissance is a preliminary survey to gain information by visual observation or by some other means. Psalm 98 was... Not like the little reconnaissance that Daddy participated in as one small platoon sent across into German-occupied territory to explore and gather information, do reconnaissance, just before the Battle of the Bulge. He was captured three days before the beginning of the Battle of the Bulge to see where the Germans were, to find out. Well, he found out where they were (laughs) pretty directly. Uh, as he was caught in a basement where he had run for cover. But you, reading the Bible and singing Psalm 98 in your heart, you're in a very different situation. Your source of information is is not you're just going out and trying to find out things for yourself. Your source of information, by looking at the Bible and, and seeing the reconnaissance of, of, of Psalm 98, your, your source of information is the Spirit Himself, the infallible Spirit of God. He, ex- he escorts you on a reconnaissance of world history, past and into the future, to see the end and finding it victory. Psalm 98, O sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory. By the way, the basis for that word victory is the Jesus word, the the Yeshua word. Have, Have gained the victory for him. Churchill's V for victory. The Lord's victory over the enemy has never been in doubt. Churchill said... Almost the whole world is combined, was combined against the evildoers who are now prostrate before us. He said that in that speech on VE Day. Psalm 98 says that by faith you can see the great evildoer lying prostrate with his cranium crushed by the Lion of Judah. The mighty Lamb of God. And so, sing a new song, Psalm 98 says. Solomon had the song of songs, the songiest song 
the, the most beautiful song. Here we have Jesus' song of songs. It's a new song, the newest new song. It's the song of his victory. By the inspiration of the Spirit, it looks forward to victory at the end. Can't you just hear it echoed in, in Revelation chapter 5? They sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and break its seals. That's, that's revelation. That's, that's letting the mystery loose, setting it free. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and nation, tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and every created thing. You see, this is, this is echoing Psalm 98. Every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This plan, this plan for eternal victory was a mystery. And no one could understand it without the one who would break open the story's seals and reveal to us the message hidden inside. Revelation 5 shows us Jesus as the great revealer. And Psalm 98 gives us a, a song, a three-stanza song that is as new as a song can be since it takes us all the way to the glorious conclusion of the eternal reign of Jesus the Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. So how does Psalm 98 prepare us for that day that will never end? It has three stanzas, each made up of three verses. The first one begins with Israel, but that, that's not all. There's more than just Israel in those first three verses because it says uh, that everybody sees the salvation, the redemption, the victory in and through Israel. It's in the sight of all the nations. The three stanzas of three verses each begin with covenant faithfulness and victory through Israel. Look at the first three verses. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. The Lord has made known, there's the revelation, made known his salvation. That word also comes from the Jesus word. He has revealed his righteousness from Israel in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his loving kindness and faithfulness. Two very key words that have to do with this covenant he had with Israel, which was for Israel, but was also for the ends of the earth. 
So, so do you see the structure of the psalm? It's like, a, it's like a pebble dropped in the middle of a pond. There is a splash. And everyone in and around the pond knows that something has happened. Abraham's one child of the promise. Isaac's one out of two. Jacob's 12, even those slaves, the world knew that something was up with these people. These people were different from everybody else. That something was up with this people's God. Rahab explained it to Joshua. That is, explained it to the, to the spies who showed up at her house. The king of Jericho understood the same thing. He knew these were different people. He knew about the Red Sea. And he obviously knew about the Jordan River. Pharaoh understood. Joseph was different. And all of Joseph's and Judah's and all of Jacob's people were different from everybody else. Potiphar understood it. The way he responded to what happened to his wife. What his wife did. Which, which I think he understood. He didn't have Joseph killed. He knew something was up. Something was different. The baker understood. The, the cupbearer understood. This covenant was real. I am the great Jehovah. I am that I am Jehovah. God was not culturally invented or locally bound. This, this God was God. He was God of gods. He was king of kings. The Lord, Jehovah, reigns. The Lord made known his salvation. So there it is. The Jesus, this Jesus word, the Yeshua word, his salvation. Jesus, he saves. The Lord has made known his salvation. Because Jesus was there with Joseph. Jesus was there with Isaac. Jesus was there with Abraham. Psalm 98.2, the Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. See, the Spirit has always made a spiritual reconnaissance of world history from a heavenly world and life view available to anybody who was given an ear to hear, who was given a heart to experience. What has the Lord made known? And these two very special words, these covenantal concepts, his loving kindness and his faithfulness. Many of you probably know that his loving kindness, that word is that chesed word, that loving kindness word, that it is a, is a covenant word. His loving kindness toward you since you belong to him in Jesus. And, and the other word, the faithfulness, is an amen word. Uh, his his amenness. His dependability, his faithfulness. These are, these are covenant of grace words. And, and this was happening in Israel. And oh how, oh how the world longed for such love, such dependability. As they could look at Joseph in prison, as, as they could look at Abraham with promises and no babies 
and years ticking off and running by. The world longed for this kind of love and dependability and forgiveness and power and assurance. The whole world, like a pebble dropped in a pond, was shown, shown His covenant faithfulness by His work in His covenant people. So here stands the one. Victory through Israel in the sight of the world. And we have witnessed the coming of the Lord in His nativity. We understand how the Old Testament prophecy very often combines a vision of the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ in judgment and righteousness and equity, both of those almost as one event seen from a great distance. And we've seen how it's been prophesied ever since Genesis 3 at the Garden of Eden. The sun, we know, has come. The pebble has dropped in the pond, and we are witnesses of that event. Will anyone hear the witness of the hall of faith in Hebrews 11 from the Old Testament? Will anyone hear our witness? Has anyone heard? So go to stanza 2, verses 4 through 6. Shout joyfully to the Lord. Who's going to hear it? All the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Shout joyfully before the King, the Lord. So the circle widens. The ripples spread out in all directions. Imagine the travel map at the, at, the, at the Feast of Pentecost and at Peter's sermon. If, if, you have the old, if you have the NASB with the old NIV notes in it, you've got a map like this. It's a, it's a map, and there were, there were people coming from all directions to Jerusalem. Jesus had come. The, the, the bigger splash had been made in the pond. And he had died. He had suffered and died. He had been raised from the dead. He had ascended. And, and at the 50th day, they were all gathered in Jerusalem. And not just the 12, not just the 120 in the upper room, but from all directions they had come. Jews who came to worship the God, the covenant God that they knew. And, and they were going to get the witness of the splash in the water. They came from all directions. They thought they were coming to the feast to celebrate. But they were all brought there. Every one of them, every individual that was brought, was brought there to witness the descent of the Holy Spirit in His fullness upon the church. And all those bilingual Jews went back to their places and started churches in their homes and in their communities. All these Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Euphrates, Tigris, people that had come from from between the two rivers, you know, 
Iraq, Iran, Mesopotamia, people from Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and the districts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans that nobody wanted to be around, and Arabs. So the Acts 1-8 outline from that one pebble from Genesis 3.15 and then as, 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 as the, the impact got bigger and bigger and now the descent of the Holy Spirit and it's going out, it's going out to the whole world. Jerusalem, Judea, it's like York County, Mecklenburg County, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1.8 is taking place before your very eyes as you read Acts chapter 2. The plan's in Acts 1.8. It's in Acts 2. And, and then it expands in Acts 8.1. Therefore, as we see this spread to the whole world, we sing in faith, God reigns. That's what we've been doing in all these psalms right through here. That Yahweh Malach that Palmer would want you to, he wants you to know those words like hallelujah. He would want you to know Yahweh Malach. God reigns. Jehovah reigns. We say the words Yahweh Malach differently this time. This time it's Melech, which means king, the Lord, in verse 6. Listen to 4 through 6. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth break forth, and sing for joy, and sing praises, sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Shout joyfully before the king, the melech, related to the verb malach, the king, the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, malach. God reigns, and we are. No matter where you are in terms of just having a brother die, just having a father in the hospital, maybe about ready to get out from COVID, just having a cousin in the hospital still in intensive care with COVID, just having all sorts of problems that we have, we still sing Psalm 98 in faith that today... God reigns. He is on the throne. He is working through our situation. And there's one more stanza. Number one, Israel and God's covenant people. Old Testament and then into the New Testament. Number two, all the peoples of the earth. And then number three, guess who joins in? You've already gotten to all the people. You've already gotten to Indonesia. You've already, you've already gotten to Siberia. You've already gotten to Antarctica. We understand there's the first murder. Um, you've gotten all around the world with all the people, but now all nature joins in. By the way, Mother Nature does not exist. God created the world for his own glory. God reigns. Yahweh, Malak, all creation bows before her maker. If you bow before the created, the creation, you've just committed idolatry. So what does creation do? Stanza three, all creation joins in the celebration of the victory of Jesus. Verse seven, 
Let the sea roar in all it contains, the world and all who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before the Lord. Why? Because the second step, his coming the second time, is still, still on the schedule. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness. We don't want righteousness in ourselves. We, we don't want justice. We want mercy. And the praise of the Lord, he's given us mercy and grace. And the peoples with equity. He's coming. All creation was cursed, as was all mankind due to Adam's sin. All creation has been singing softly and singing more and more loudly as the days have gone by, awaiting for all of us to be redeemed by grace. Awaiting then to break out from the the tunnel into the bright light of the Lamb seated on the throne. Romans 8 puts it this way. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth being compared to the glory, the, the weight of glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of you guys, the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will also be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Why are we given these songs to sing? Why is Psalm 98 so much like Psalm 96? Why is this whole section from Psalm 92 to Psalm 100 repeatedly hitting the same note? God reigns, God reigns, God reigns. It's because we need it. Because life is like a mountain railway. Because we needed Psalm 130 calling out from the depths of woe. Because we've needed Psalm 37 fretting over evildoers that may carry bombs, may do other things. Because we've cried out from Psalm 51, against you and you only have I sinned. Because we've needed Psalm 32, how blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. We need the shepherd of Psalm 23. We need the refuge and strength of Psalm 46. We need the cry of dereliction from Psalm 22, Jesus' own cry from the cross, and the unrelieved darkness of Psalm 88. And so, we need all of book four of the Psalter. We need the reminders, the repetition, the variety of ways to sing a new song of victory, a song of hope in the Savior. For by the Holy Spirit, we've been given the reconnaissance and we've been to the end and we know that there we find victory. And Jesus, King Jesus, who reigns now, Psalm 96 and Psalm 97 and Psalm 98 and Psalm 99 are true today. Psalm 100 is true today. Even for the Afghan pastor, brother in Christ, who may have been able to get on a C-17 with his family intact and fly from Hamid Karzai Airport only to leave his flock behind without a human shepherd. 
Jesus is there. It is true. Explain it? No, that's beyond us. But believe it, we will. Believe it, we do. Jesus wins. Victory is secure. You think about the family and the friends, the loved ones, and the strangers for whom we are praying now as a congregation. We are being carried by Psalm 98, and specifically by the Holy Spirit on a reconnaissance flight to see the end of time. And there is great comfort there. Jesus reigns. Then and now. Life is like a mountain railway. You roll up grades of trial. You will cross the bridge of strife. See that Christ is your conductor on this lightning train of life. Always mindful of obstruction. Do your duty, never fail. Keep your hand upon the throttle and your eye upon the rail. You will often find obstructions. Look for storms and winds and rain on a fill or curve or trestle, trestle as we say, they will almost ditch your train. Put your trust alone in Jesus. Never falter, never fail. Keep your hand upon the throttle and your eye upon the rail. Blessed Savior, thou wilt guide us till we reach the blissful shore where the angels wait to join us in thy praise forevermore. What's the application, the so what of Psalm 98? Sing stanza one and remember Jehovah's covenantal promises and faithfulness and dependability to Israel. Displayed before the world as old Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, prophesied. He has raised a horn of salvation for us to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. And sing stanza two. Shout joyfully to the Lord and sing joy, sing praises, sing that new song of victory in Jesus and share that information out to the world. God has many people in this place, this world. And you're in this world. (laughs) And so you've got that job to do with victory in your heart and bringing others in to the family. As we were handing out RTBE flyers at Summerfest yesterday, we were teamed up with the gracious and generous Gideons next door. You should have seen, and maybe you did, see those orange ESV testaments flying out of there. Those testaments, where as as the revelation of Jesus Christ is written, as, as Matthew Henry said, that revelation is written as with a sunbeam. Those are like little hand grenades to go off sometime in the future. And sing, Psalm, sing stanza three. And stand amazed at the history of redemption, the fulfillment of the promise, the certainty of the covenant, From the blighted creation outside the gates of Eden, guarded by the cherubim with flashing swords, to the torn curtain from top to bottom, getting rid of those those big cherub guys, scary guys. They aren't there anymore. And hearing the Lamb say from within, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Let all things now living sing a song of thanksgiving to God the Creator triumphantly raise. And carry in your heart the victory of Jesus. Life is like a mountain railway. And VE Day on May 7 and May 8 was not complete until VJ Day was made final on September 2. So that Mr. Churchill called to his nation and to the world that their brief period of rejoicing around Trafalgar's statue and all around the world must be tempered with the task still at hand. He said, let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. We still have a job to do. You still are under orders. You still are in uniform. He said, then Japan Japan remains unsubdued. We must devote all our resources to the completion of our task, both at home and abroad. Advance Britannica. Britannia. Long live the cause of freedom. God save the king. So I say to you, sing the new song of the glory of the risen king. Worship him alone. And at the same time, recognize that the enemy, though his horrible end is clear, today remains unsubdued. First Peter says he's like a roaring lion. So devote all your resources to the completion of our task, both at home and abroad. Advance, citizens of heaven, soldiers of the cross, heralds of the coming king. Long live King Jesus. Yahweh Malak, Jehovah reigns. Jesus is coming again. And God save you and me by his mercy and grace.